1: Hello. Welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call
2: me Ben. We are joined, as always, with our super producer, Alexis, codenamed Doc Holiday Jackson. Most importantly, you are you. You are here. And that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. It is always an exciting evening for us fellow conspiracy realists when we can hang out with the people who make this show happen. I mean, first off, Doc... Uh, And then you, tuning in right now, we're going to explore uh, some CD biolab things. We're going to, as uh, you know, I've been been so into this, we're going to give some letters from home at the end with some recommendations from our fair metropolis. Uh, We're also going to talk about something called the Windsor Hum. But before we do, throw in a little plot twist this way. Uh we have increasingly off air, we have increasingly been spending time talking about a game called Starfield. <laughs> Lusting over it. <laughs> because yeah. we are an audio podcast. Uh Noel, Matt, you know, Doc doesn't uh always weigh in uh on on these things, but uh of the of the four of us uh Codename Doc is the one who is currently living in Starfield. Can even mm-hmm. say playing it, and uh, <laughs> and just want to be very appreciative there of the the ways in which we explore these these conversations. Like the like, Noel, you're a Fallout guy,
3: right? It's my favorite game, and and it's always been the game that's forced me to buy the next gen console. Like I think. Fallout Four was only available on PS4, and that's what got me to buy a PS4. And I've never been an Xbox guy, but I swear to God, I'm I'm considering it. Like, I really want to play. I-, I feel I've got such FOMO. I mean, I've just I really feel left out, and it's sad. I I, I downloaded No Man's Sky just mm. like as like mm. a band aid kind of you know, which is also great. But um, yeah, I want to get in there. But the pronouns. <laughs> Just oh, did you see the thing. people yeah. are enraged? All these Chads on the internet are like freaking <sighs> out because you can assign pronouns for a game where people address you by name repeatedly. Right, Give me right. a break.
2: Like people got so pissed about the newest Little Mermaid because they thought the fictional Mermaid character had to be a certain demographic. Uh, That was that was tut tut. And uh, Matt is by far, I think we can say Matt is by far the most accomplished gamer of the the three of us. Matt Matt beat Elden Ring like that. It was done with
1: it. Hey hey yeah, I I can handle me some some souls. Okay, but (laughs) look, one of the main reasons why I'm not playing Starfield right now is because I'm kind of upset at Bethesda, because I want to be in Tamriel. And look, I've lived in that place since Morrowind, and I just want to go back and hang out in different parts of that, I don't know, continent, I guess.
2: (laughs) It's going to be, it might be Hammerfell, I think, with the next Elder Scrolls. Anyhow, we digress, but we love this stuff because it is exploring another world, you know? It is a fascinating thing. We've got a lot of folks uh, tuning in tonight, you, as well as uh, us, you are, you are gamers. We want to give a shout out to our pal, Kelsey Ito, out in Hawaii, who uh, sent us some uh, Magic the Gathering cards, nice. some macadamia nuts, some really cool stuff. Is that uh, Kamigawa? That is Kamigawa.
1: Oh, yeah. such good art in there.
2: I, You know, no, no offense to you or me, but I think Matt's also uh, the leader of our group in terms of Magic the Gathering, right? Uh, Matt's got some serious powers. That's for
3: sure.
4: Uber <laughs> nerd!
2: I don't know what
0: that is. Sorry. Thought. <laughs> I,
3: thought, I thought that was a Magic the Gathering word. It no. was a reference. I hear it now. I get it. I, I to did too. Yeah. I'm yeah.
2: right there with you. I thought, is he casting <laughs> like, <like> something? Fustora! <laughs> you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Just so. Uh, so here is our first letter from home. This is from someone who uh, is going by Saturday Morning Cartoons. M O you are in ING. Yeah, nice. All right. So SMC says, hello, friends. The classic episode on the Windsor Hum was just uploaded on my Spotify feed for my listening edification. I remember this episode when it first came out. And I remember making a mental note that I forgot to fulfill to re-listen with headphones to the elusive Windsor hum. I had the opportunity to listen with headphones today, and I have thoughts. That sound reminds me of a lower-pitched version of a strange noise I hear when talking to my old folks on the phone. I always thought that this was because they still use a landline, but I don't understand the logic to my conclusion. Every now and then, there are a series of noises that sound like the hum, but are higher pitched, like a beeping sound with various ranges. One time, I stopped the phone conversation to ask what all that beeping was. Matter of factly, they said that it was the government listening in. <laughs> Classic. Well, I mean,
3: isn't that sort of a, a trope like in mob shows or movies where if you hear a weird little sound like some clickies on the phone that means mm-hmm. your phone's tapped dude mm-hmm.
1: shout out to m1 and the song confidential uh listen to it if you haven't heard it recently or ever oh man matt thank you dead Prez is awesome uh <laughs> and
2: m1 is m1 is solid uh, by many counts of people who know my folks, says Saturday Morning Cartoons, they have become very delusional with their religious persecution and have nosedived into even more conservative politics. Sometimes when my folks begin what I recognize as hate speech, the static-ish hum, beep, sound will occur, and they will get quiet and say that the government is listening and they have to change the subject. They even say that the government has stopped their web service and made it impossible to connect to the world. Before I dismiss this as regular crazy talk, do you know of that sound or something similar that I am writing about? Is it a thing? It is a sound that I can vouch for, too, if my senses can be seen as reliable. Oh, well, it's not a pressing issue, just something I find... Peculiar beep, beep, boop, 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 (laughs) beep, beep,
3: beep, toodles. I minute, love that, a toodles. I to to say, I love a toodles as a sign-off. I think it is an underutilized uh, expression, and I, I I
2: totally respect that. It's cool. It's wholesome, right?
3: My kid uh, yeah, says uh, it. It's, it's super really wholesome.
1: Uh, I just want to recognize that Saturday Morning Cartoons did put SOS in those beeps and just <laughs> now. <laughs> when yes, you were decoding? Yes. It's it? worse. It's worse. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, and, uh, and it, it's strange, though, because you know the windsor hum i'm pretty sure that we did find the most plausible explanation but the idea of being tapped in right or tapped into the idea of of some sort of alphabet bro listening into your conversations especially on a landline it's very real uh it's possible that there might be a phone conversation you have with some specific targeting, but as we found previously and hopefully this is uh, hopefully this is a bit reassuring what we found every time we looked is that unless you are actively doing some shenanigans or unless you are actively interacting with someone who's doing some shenanigans, it's an automated system. you know what I mean
1: yeah the other thing to keep in mind. Generally, when a tap exists, because there is a tap into the entire thing, it's into the Uh, trunk. It's not into your individual phone line most often. So I don't know. I think it's because I often associate with, as M1 associates with, someone physically listening, right? Like with a phone that has a receiver that also has a microphone active. So it's like you can hear somebody else. On a phone, but that's not how these systems would function. It would be just capturing the audio that's occurring between those two with no microphone in the mix whatsoever. Right. Um, right. So maybe that's why you would hear more of the machine sound, the like system running or something. But again, I don't even think that would come into it. But but maybe, I don't know. Yeah, this
2: is this is a key issue. So part of it is the idea of a landline phone, which is increasingly anachronistic. We, we all know that. Uh, the, the idea of someone purposely targeting and wiretapping you in the United States is laughably low. Uh, it, it, just, it takes too much work. There's a big bureaucracy behind it. And you know, FISA courts are rubber stamps, but it still has to go to a court.
3: I mean, is is it? Do you always have to install a physical device? No, or no, it, it's downstream, right? Like, so mm-hmm. it would be, yeah, you could you could do it like, I don't know. Again, I'm tainted by Sopranos, but I feel like you could actually do it at the junction box for the phone, or even further along than that, right? Like, it wouldn't even have to go anywhere near someone's I mean, property.
2: Yeah, that's a great point, Noel. The junction box at this uh, at this juncture is uh it's kind of barely like the, a thing. Yeah. yeah well it's like being it's like being cute cutesy anachronistic. You know what I mean? It's like saying I know that there are faster cars, but I love my 1963 Cadillac yeah. or something. David Lynch uses a landline. <laughs> I'm imagine. sure I'm sure he does. Uh, yeah. The the more insidious part of this is that there is active well there is passive monitoring. Of all phone conversations in the United States, a hundred percent, it's true. It goes through an algorithm, right? And that algorithm knows a lot more about you than you might think. But there is a certain narcissism to genres of paranoia. Paranoia, when it is paranoia becomes problematic when uh, the person encountering the paranoia says, "Oh, of course." There's a huge organization that remotely acknowledges my existence or cares. (laughs) And unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, that issue is something that, you know, it can be humbling to deal with. The question here, though, is a question of information. Saturday morning cartoon, did your parents get up to some misadventures? You know what I mean? I miss Saturday morning cartoons.
1: (laughs) Doesn't
3: everybody. I do. I certainly do. I don't Uh, think it's a a staple like it used to be. I mean, there's just barely cable. Like, you know, it's it's just it's a different world. You can get your cartoons on demand at all times. You guys watch. You guys could use televisions on Saturdays growing up. Yeah, oh, my man. favorite my, my favorite part was when my parents uh, stopped making me go to church, and I could watch the Sunday Nickelodeon shows, which were its own thing, like Doug and Rugrats and Ren and Stimpy.
1: Oh, man. Uh, I feel like we derailed. I don't want to derail the derailment, but let's get back really quickly, Ben. You said something about maybe the parents were getting up to something, right? I just want to point to the Department of Homeland Security's Threat Assessment. Excuse me, Homeland Threat Assessment (laughs) that they just put out on the 13th of this month, September 2023, seven days prior to us recording this episode. You can can check out their PDF that they created. You know, I'm not even I'm not describing this correctly, guys. It's the Homeland Security Office of Intelligence and Analysis Homeland Threat Assessment 2024. Jesus, that's a mouthful. (sighs) It's a government document. Yeah. What Sexy about it. writing, <laughs>
2: that's yeah. right. Man, Always boy. super purple stuff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but if you scroll down to the first section where where they are, you know, right after they describe their methodology and give you an executive summary, the first major section is about terrorism, specifically domestic terrorist threats and how DHS is looking at that, like, the hardest of all possible threats to the United States right now.
2: Sure. It's easy to get funding for it. Also, also let's put out in a, a book that we highly recommend called In a Stunning Coincidence, Stuff They Don't Want You to Know, uh, there, there's a pretty good examination of uh, the Mike, uh, six degrees of Kevin Bacon application uh, or or ideology or tactics used to collect uh, civilian information, which is you don't have to be a shenanigan fan. You don't have to know personally a fan of misadventure. You only have to know someone within six degrees of someone who knows someone, at which point you're part of the web. You're right? part of the web. Mm-hmm.
3: And now, is this, is this metadata type stuff that we're talking about? Like, you know, when they blew the lid off of the whole government surveillance, we it wasn't actually names and, and dates and individualistic information, but it was information about information. Is that what we're talking about here, or is
2: this similar? I mean, it's also a lot of the times, again, technology versus legislation. Many times uh, what comes out uh, in terms of the paperwork or the legal practice is sort of a fig leaf. You know what I mean? It's it's whistling in a graveyard. It's it's like calling shotgun doesn't mean you automatically sit in the front passage. <laughs> Wait a minute. You, you
3: don't subscribe to dibs? You don't? That's <laughs> okay. I, I, don't, I don't even know who Yeah, you are. well,
2: it's going to go to SCOTUS. It <laughs> has multiple <laughs> yeah. times. And in some stunning coincidence, uh, Noel, Matt, in some stunning coincidence, every time the powerful in the country – Get the uh, get the question about protecting innocent regular people or siding with the already powerful. They got a track record. <laughs> going go with the powerful.
1: It's been ten years since Snowden came out and told mm-hmm. us about the stuff Five Eyes was getting up to, and at that time it was metadata stuff you're talking about, Noel. It was uh, mostly looking at anyone. Interacting with a foreign uh, actor of some sort, right? Someone right. outside of the United States. You
2: got an in Armenia, etc. Up for grabs.
1: Yeah, and so, but then anyone connected to the phone that's connecting to the foreign actor is up for grabs as well, and mm-hmm. it goes down the line that way. That's how, at least legally, they were getting through that stuff. I can only imagine that since that time there have been some evolutions. To the stuff like even even the government policies that we don't get to see the closed door stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Well,
3: I was going to ask. You know, we're talking about the anachronistic kind of nature of a landline, right? But do you think that, that maybe folks are onto something? Like they're not paying attention to that as much. Like, is there more privacy with a more old school type of communication it's system? A good question.
2: There's a I, I would advance to you, there is a different sort of privacy. Uh in the United States, people who own a landline are less likely to engage in social media. Uh and oh, if they yeah. do engage in social media, it's more likely to be one of the legacy ones, one of the dinosaurs like Facebook Meta. Uh the the idea here is you're onto something, right? Like the the thing is, everyone agreed to this, right? This is a representative democracy. You voted for the people who voted for the thing in the wake of 9-11. That is simply the reality, the Patriot Act, the Freedom Act, all those fun names. What they did is uh, they sold your idea or your experience of privacy to the highest bidder. And sometimes yeah. to the lowest bidder <laughs> down the river. This
3: is what they swear. They sold it, you know, just so uh,
2: you're right, Ben, because, I mean, all this stuff was
3: passed on under the presumption of, you know, national security and in, under duress in a state of fear where everyone's docile and kind of will just. Yeah, of course, please save us from the evil men, you know, the wolves at the door and then opportunistic uh, politicians sneak all kinds of shit in there. Mm. It's a slippery slope, and there's well, some slippery folks.
2: Yeah, but also, you know, props to the Senate. They relaxed their dress code just <laughs> earlier. Uh, so now, and it's all because of this one guy, uh, but they were like, okay, shorts are fine and hoodies are fine now, but we're friggin' mad at you. Uh, Fetterman, his name is. I've heard <laughs> but, they're
3: gonna start allowing vapes in the halls pretty soon. After the Wait, low, is that Lauren, real? After the Only at the musicals.
2: <laughs> Only this. No, uh, I'm and, which of course, uh, of course <laughs> <It's an amazing laughs> the story. world is world is burning down, but let us do our little show. And uh, and uh, what what I'd like to wrap our first act with in this week's listener mail is a bit of a tease. A bit of foreshadowing. Uh, Previously, many years ago, we did an episode on the existence of something called the Brown Note. In Uh Saturday Morning Cartoons, when you were were writing to us about the very real phenomenon, the very real conspiracy of tapping phone lines, Mm -hmm. we started thinking about weaponized sound. Also, check out our Hearing Voices episode if you've yet to tune in. Let's do the Brown Note real quick. What's the Brown Note? Like three, four sentences. What's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, everyone uh, just no. pooped their pants. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. Real it, quick it's a though. frequency, right? It's a yeah, frequency yeah, that's yeah. probably super low that we have yet to it, identify. It doesn't as humans. It's,
3: it's an urban legend. It's, it's, a, it's a South Park
1: episode. Mythbusters tried to make it happen. <laughs> did, they, did they succeed? Mm, no. <laughs>
2: I don't want to high road anybody. But if you really want to crap your pants, you should do it without a crutch. Just like <laughs> just you know, let
3: it go. It's very freeing.
2: It's very be liberating. The change that you wish, be the change of drawers that you wish <laughs> to see in the world. <laughs> yes. uh, here, here's the tease. There is uh something very interesting I found uh a while back going to William S. Burroughs, a little bit of Hunter Thompson, a little bit of David Bowie, not a brown note, but a black noise. The idea that a, there is a certain vibration that can psychologically crack individual humans higher order intelligent life as well as communities and civilizations what are we talking about tune in in a later evening for now we're going to pause thank you very much saturday morning cartoons there is nothing crazy about what you're saying Uh, and we very much appreciate your time as well as every single conspiracy realist takes the time to write in. Tell us your stories of weird landline phones, One eight three three 833 std wytk We're going to pause for a word from our sponsors. Uh, Doc, can you hit us with like a, a brown note going in to the app break? God damn it.
5: <laughs> Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring.
4: all right and
1: we're back and boy is it smelly in here guys i just watched a video of duncan trussell i think with his kid talking oh, to man what a talking. lovely gentleman <laughs> he's talking they're both uh talking to alexa and alexa keeps asking them if they want more fart noises. oh no, yeah we, no, <laughs> I,
3: I, I happened to i stumbled upon that yeah would you there's here's a here's a tight one <laughs> here's a here's a wet here's a really wet one it's like a a hidden feature alexa is a
1: cheeky cheeky Mm. uh lady yeah well that's just awful and gross but uh ben that was such a hard tease like i you got me on my the edge of my seat listening to the tease of that whatever that thing is that frequency that sound i can't wait to jump into that my goodness but hey let's jump to the phone lines and hear a message from bro dude man
6: Hey guys, this is Tyler Colomberro out here in Reedley, California. We're out here in the agricultural manifesto of the United States, basically in Fresno County. They do a ton of agriculture out here. It's Reedley, California. There's trains that come and go, blah, blah, blah. But recently, something that you guys I don't think have talked about yet is this bio lab that they found in our small town of Reedley, California. And there's not a lot of information available to the public. There's a lot of speculation because the public doesn't have answers. So we on go this weird conversation of what actually happened, what was actually there. There's a lot of threats probably to people's safety and stuff. It's kind of weird. There's a lot of concerns because they were dealing with lots of different diseases and viruses in this small unregulated lab in a small town, dumping hazardous waste, doing a lot of weird things. But it's a good story, folks. So I think you guys are doing an awesome job, and I think this would be an awesome story to cover. Ben, Matt, no, you guys got to check it out, dude.
3: What a fella, bro, dude, man. Oh Love man, it. I like bro, to, I like to think of it as one man. word, you know, bro, BDM. Bro. Yeah, I'm,
2: I'm super into BDM now. Oh, I could have told you that. <laughs> All
1: right. Well, uh, thanks, guys. Well, uh, hey, and let's just before we even jump into the topic, I will just point out that I did check out the Symbiosis Now podcast. You can find it on Apple or wherever you get your favorite shows. Thank you, Matt. You can listen to episode 152 of his podcast titled Reed, Reedley's Biolab The Threat of Biological Warfare and Constant Corruption with the Local Skeptic. Kind of a long title there, bro, dude, man. I would say you can you could shorten them a little bit, but
3: you're gonna lose some of that in the in the fold, you know, in the, cutoff,
2: <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. the read more. But also, it's not a glass house; it's a glass planet. We yeah. are fully aware that the name stuff they don't want you to know is a mouthful, and I yeah. think I think it might even actually irritate my cohort a little bit when I point that out in sales meetings. Well, no,
1: that's what. A- Oh, Come on, that, that's it's a like, good
2: icebreaker.
3: It's a good self-deprecating icebreaker. You need those in business.
1: That's our subtitle. Stuff they don't want you to know yeah. more than a mouthful. Exactly. <laughs> oh,
3: great. Yum, yum. <laughs> Give me some.
1: Um, S- so hmm. wait, okay.
3: So in read, general, read lab. Yeah. Read, but, read lab. <laughs> so, okay, I mean, okay. No, no, no. I, I, I think, you know, under the highest of scrutiny and security, I think things like lab leaks, are always of concern, you know what I mean? Sure. They're often hard to trace, you know? I mean, there's a theory, obviously, that COVID resulted from something like that. So how does one run an unregulated lab that's dealing with highly volatile, you know, biological agents?
1: Well, how does this happen? Let us explore. Uh, I'm going to jump to ABC 30. Out of that area of California, I believe they're they're reporting from Reedley, California, from KFSN. You can find this article titled, Everything We Know About the Illegal Reedley Lab, which is spelled R-E-E-D-L-E-Y, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in here, they're taking information that was an update from the Department of Public Health that was given to the Fresno County Board of Supervisors. <laughs> uh, here's some a bunch of words. Ready? Officials found Prestige <laughs> Biotech and Universal MedTech Incorporated had unauthorized biological agents, samples of bodily fluid, infectious diseases, oh. COVID, and Ooh. pregnancy tests, and nearly 1,000 mice at the Reedley facility. Illegal, all of that illegal, without permits or oh. permissions.
3: Oh, that's how you do it. You just break, <laughs> you break, you break the law. I got it. Okay.
1: Oh, and
2: the uh, the owner surely is a native of Fresno or perhaps the United States. Tell me, Matt, tell me.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, everything's above board. Oh, we're going to get to that, Ben. We're going to get to that. I want to read this quote really fast, Ben, because this is from a code enforcement officer who showed up to the lab and started to discover these things. And I think it just speaks to the reason bro dude man is like, or excuse me, Tyler. That's why it's like, What the heck is going on in our small town? Here this is. This is uh, Jessalyn Harper. This is her quote. As I made contact with the workers on site, red flags started to go up. But I still, in my wildest dreams, wouldn't have realized what was inside the building and what they were actually storing on site. Again, that's a code enforcement officer that probably sees horrific things (laughs) In buildings all over the area, right? I walk into a kitchen and you're like, oh, my gosh, what is this? But in this case, you're finding infectious diseases just chilling with some mice that may have been injected by (laughs) that infectious disease.
2: It's just funny because they're literally the diseases are literally chilling.
3: Oh, yes, exactly. And this information I find quite chilling.
1: So, um, well, yeah, Ben, Ben, let's jump to what you were bringing up. Uh, where, uh, tell us about these companies. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So, you
2: know, you get in situations. Sometimes you're you're in a lab or you're running a lab that might not be entirely on the books. That's the American dream. You know, you got to be the change. However, it seems like it seems like our code enforcement officer that you're talking about, Matt, Jessalyn Harper. It seems that she started picking up uh, some breadcrumbs. Right. Or uh, some (laughs) some crime crumbs and found that the ultimate owners of this lab in Fresno were not U.S. owners at all.
1: Oh, no, not U.S. owners.
2: So journey with us, folks, journey with us, folks, uh, as well as with Dude Bro Man. And imagine yourself as Jesslyn Harper. You walk into the kitchen, just like Matt said. And you go, what on earth is going on? This is probably too many mice, you know, like a thousand mice, thousand lab mice. That's a lot. Storing infections in uh, freezers, not the best look. (laughs) There are vials of blood, you know, someone's collecting pee in jars. Uh, We got to find out who owns this because that's what a code enforcement officer does And uh, apparently, and apparently when Harper looks into this, she finds that the owner of this lab lives in China and she is given, what was it, Matt, uh, a phone number or like an email address? Like, hey, contact this person and get out of our kitchen. These are our thousand mice. These are our jars of pee.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's connected to a company that was at the time developing COVID tests. It's kind of weird uh, that a Chinese company was operating or at least an owner of a Chinese company or a Chinese national who was running a company was also running this, you know, lab. Uh, uh, this reminds me of the talk we have, the talk, like we're in the principal's office, the
3: discussion we had about foreign interests owning land in America and how it doesn't always go both ways, you know? I just think to your point, I th- I think it's very interesting and unusual, but uh not that unusual,
2: right? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Guys, we gotta get into we gotta get into more off the books labs. I think for real. I, I, I think there's uh what human resources would call an area of opportunity. You know what I mean? Why don't we why don't we open some uh laboratories abroad.
1: Yeah, let's do it, guys. Uh, I'm just trying to learn as much as I can. This is a bit new to me, so I'm kind of taking in information on the fly here. But uh, this prestige biotech company working in tandem with Universal MedTech Incorporated, uh, it's very weird. According to ABC30, and I've just checked it out, and they're correct, if you go to the website for Universal MedTech Incorporated, their COVID-19 antigen rapid test kit has been completely recalled. Um, I don't know. Turns out it actually gives you COVID. <laughs> well, I, it freaks me out thinking about it, right? It, again, think about if you're running on your company is running unauthorized labs that have infectious diseases in them, right? Who, who knows what kind of precautions are being taken and what if in a similar place, a similar lab like that, you're also manufacturing test kits? Because you would need to produce at least components of that test kit in a lab of some sort, right? Oh, this is really freaking me out a little more than I even thought. Yay! <laughs> um, but I don't know. There's there's a ton of information that's being uncovered right now. Uh, but ultimately, this is one tiny. Thing. This is a warehouse in Reedley, California that was running a bad lab with actors that were kind of unknown. It's strange, but it's not the only lab by a freaking long shot. When we spoke with Josh Clark, we keep bringing him up in the episode we made with him mm-hmm. uh, on all these episodes because he made all these predictions about existential threats to humanity, one of them being biolabs, basically.
2: Check out the show The End of the World with Josh Clark. It does hold up. It is
1: prescient. Well, guys, Time Magazine, or Time, I guess we should call it, just put out an article on August 31st, you know, half a month ago, and it is specifically talking about, I'm going to just give you the title, the danger of invisible biolabs across the U.S. And this article details just how many of these things have been accidentally discovered, like this one, because there was a fire in the warehouse And, you know, code enforcers had to come out and make sure the building was good to go. And then they stumble upon all the mice and, Mm -hmm. you know, the lab equipment Mm -hmm. Um, or there's some kind of uh, issue in another part of a large building and they just accidentally open the wrong door or I guess the right door.
2: Or like a grow, like a grow operation. There's a higher than average electricity usage month over month. Things like that.
1: And for a while, everything seems fine, although they're just going to pay a higher electric bill. And then someone just decides, well, let me just actually physically take a look at this and you discover one of these labs. Um, It feels like something we're going to be dealing with a lot more in the future. And I would love, if possible, maybe we should get Josh back on the show and let's just do a whole episode on these bio labs because I want to learn more. Okay. All right. Fine. Matt,
2: if you want, josh back on the show conspiracy realist if you want josh back on the show let us know just full disclosure he's getting pretty deep with uh he doesn't call it uh illegal biolab but he's pretty deep in uh what he calls his independent biolab so uh we would have to you know have sweeten the deal maybe buy the guy some mice which i'm super down with you know if that's what we want to do
1: let's do it all right well thank you so much Brodude Man, a.k.a. Tyler, a.k.a. host of the Symbiosis Now podcast. Uh, Check it out. (laughs) We will probably look into this further. I I think we should. This is crazy. Uh, Yeah, my goodness. We'll be right back with more messages from you.
5: Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring, with access to over 6 million active hourly workers,
1: and we
3: have returned with uh one final piece of correspondence from you uh yes you in this case the you in question is uh rj yeah rj uh or or or, or the human being i love it love <laughs> human being bean. Uh, B-E-A-N. You know, uh, b-e-a-n yeah it's funny i was actually a. uh, uh I think we, on the way to Florida, uh, we stopped somewhere to you know take a little pit stop, and there was a coffee shop called The Human Bean, which I found to be unsettling. It's sort of a Sweeney Todd kind of scenario. you know. There's like human meat in them beans? I don't know. Anyway, great nickname, not the best name for a coffee shop, I would argue. Uh, so uh, Bean writes, uh, thusly. Um, hey guys, love the show. Um, a couple of thoughts that y'all can share on the show if you want. I think the Firefest guy should just try to capitalize on his failure before and put on the Firefest experience. Sort of like sort of like the Harry Potter experience, you know, the Jurassic Park experience, which is essentially just primitive camping with sad sandwiches for a few days on a private-ish island. (laughs) Could still charge about the same and no real investment from his end. Um I think people with money to blow would eat it up. Uh, Bean, I would argue that's kind of already what he's doing with this Firefest Fest 2. You know, there's no details as to who's playing. The island location is undisclosed, and people are already eating it up, because that's what people do. They want to be part of the the meme. They want to be part of the story, and they don't care what they have to do to get there. It's it's very interesting. I'm I'm really... And and who knows? It could be all smoke and mirrors that, that any tickets have sold at all. I haven't gotten actual confirmation of that from any third-party sources. Another missive here. Also, y'all talked about drug names, and I remember when bath salts became a thing, and I thought they were actually just snorting legitimate bath salts. You and me both, Bean, um, when I first heard it, I was like, what is going on with this? Uh, Like, I thought you could get high from snorting Epsom salt. Uh, I didn't find out the truth until this year. Okay. Yeah, a little delay, but that's good. Better late than never. Um, this this brings up something I think would be fun to talk about first in a minute. Just the idea. We talked about this in something. It came up the idea of analogs of of um, drugs that fly under the radar of regulation because they're like one molecule different. You know, like delta eight, which is a THC. Basically, it's the same molecule as THC. It's just one molecule is different or whatever one component i'm, I'm not a, a, a scientist um is different this was very there's a there's a time when stuff that it was called spice was a thing it was like this lab chemical that they would put on like tobacco or some other you know smokable herb and it so i've heard uh got you really crazy high and it was like kind of borderline could be dangerous people would like not overdose on it exactly, but you know, it really was disorientingly strong. And I, I knew some people that kind of got on top of them. Um, bath salts was basically meth. I mean, I don't know exactly the science of it, but it was essentially an analog to something like methamphetamines. And I, uh, in the city where I grew up, which has a bit of a uh, seedy underbelly, I'm not going to lie. Augusta, Georgia, uh, described by Dave Chappelle as the whitest and blackest city in America, uh, which I think is is accurate, um, it, because it's got you know, James Brown from there, uh, incredible, you know, musician and black musician, and then also it's like got the whitest golf tournament. In the universe, the masters, they only started letting black people play in it like last year. I'm exaggerating. But um, I knew some people that got really bad off on these bath salts. It's crazy. You bought them at a head shop. You could buy them at the, 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 the hookah store. And people were going into psychosis, experiencing crazy paranoia. I mean, it was absolutely a legitimate drug. But somehow, because it wasn't scheduled in its form, it was available. You guys remember the epidemic with all these lab chemicals? It was like a thing. I
1: just remember the face
3: eating, the face eating, the zombie guy. Yeah, that was a thing. But I mean, you know, You're talking in, about in the U.S., right? In the U.S., that's right. Because I mean, you know, it, we've seen it in in Breaking Bad and stuff. People that get really bad off on on methamphetamines are really really strong. Uh, yeah, well, that's legal speed too. We just we just had some cheers with our energy drinks. Uh, but no, I mean, people that get really bad off on these powerful amphetamines um, or uppers. It it compounds from a lack of sleep to just it makes you absolutely go bonkers. And people will start like picking scabs and stuff and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And this bath salts was doing the same thing to people. Uh, It seems to have been outlawed. I don't think you can get it anymore, but there was a time where you could just buy packets of this stuff at your local little, you know, hookah counter.
2: One can always find an analog. That's, That's for what sure. We're talking about yeah, yeah, yeah
3: exactly. Because they're always one step ahead of the regulations. Like, like we always
2: say, um, Chemist, uh, recreational chemistry. It's a, and I can say this: recreational chemistry is a lot like rural Appalachia. A lot of kissing cousins. Do you know you what go. I mean? That's hundred percent.
1: When I put in Google where to buy bath salts, it says Target. Uh, Amazon. I think we're talking about lavender uh, <laughs> type <laughs> stuff here.
2: Joking. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, no, It's funny
3: though because that's what they called it, and it really was like a total sneak attack. You know, it was like literally trying to sell highly addictive and powerful drugs oh. under the guise of because you know if you if you looked at the packets of those, it would say clear as day, not for human consumption.
2: But every, we knew. Everyone oh, right. Knew. Yeah. Oh, right. Like how those frozen blocks of grape juice got mm-hmm. sold during Prohibition with specific directions
1: <gasps> on the mm-hmm. carton that said, please don't do the following things. Mm-hmm. That yeah. will create A- wine. A- A.K.A.
3: instructions, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. Do you guys remember Omega Mart? That thing yes. from Meow Wolf?
2: It's
3: also That's in, in Vegas. Las
1: Vegas. Uh, I'm going. Yeah. Uh, if or, you guys we'll, want to go.
2: Oh, let's go.
3: Yeah. For oh, sure. wow. I, I, d- I would I love to. Yeah, along with you go. Uh,
1: uh, but so they've got uh, what they've got a product list on their website and one of them is bliss 1000x extreme bath salts and the the, the way they describe it is ever get punched in the face with paradise now's your chance grab <laughs> relaxation by the throat with bliss extreme bath salts in tropical rage <laughs> It's
2: so amazing. That's amazing. Amazing. But this this idea, though, this, uh, what we're describing here, um, I think we're raising a really good point. The idea that there might be one story that pops in the national zeitgeist, right? And now someone got their face bit. And that has happened before, it has happened since. It might be happening right now. Hopefully not to you as you're listening. Oh
1: God, what but, if that actually happens?
2: Yeah. What if someone's like, nah, nah, I can hear, I can hear the show over someone chomping into the bone. These headphones are great. Oh. Uh, it's a, this thing that you're describing here is a important point of order and perspective, right? Like to your point, Noel, You may hear about an analog drug that acquires some sort of viral status in mass Mm -hmm. media, but you are not going to hear about the many, many other things that that work just as terribly. I think the the U.S. on its own uh, had a very difficult time acknowledging the dangers of things like fentanyl because it no longer became a fun, quote unquote, Florida man story. That's right. It's a
3: whack-a-mole kind of situation, you know? I mean, it really truly is because
2: you can, you can tweak it a
3: million different ways. So, so that was that. Those are the two little bits uh, that uh, being a human being – suggested that we chat about i think we have checked that box the most important part of this email is the first part i kind of i kind of went in reverse uh i have an unrelated question i'm taking my wife to atlanta for her birthday and we'll be staying downtown near the aquarium are there any places out there in walking distance y'all would recommend food or activities or anything also we're looking for a good korean barbecue Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if y'all know of any we'd be willing to get an uber for that if there isn't one close um Really quickly, I will recommend a Korean barbecue place that is close, uh, probably not the best in town, but there is one called Park 27 um, oh, that's yeah, on, yeah. on Peachtree. And it's like, if it's not walking distance from the aquarium area, it's like super, super close. Um Obviously, the best place to get Korean barbecue is any spot on Buford Highway. It's an embarrassment of riches of world cuisine, uh, and it's really something that you should check out. So I think we'd all recommend you catch that Uber and go get the real deal out there. Um, ben, do you have a favorite Korean barbecue spot uh, out that
2: way or one in town that I will disclose? Uh, <laughs> in the you don't want
3: to blow up your spot.
2: I Come got on, it. man. No. Uh, so I agree with what you're saying about park. Uh, Park is downtown. It's a close ride. Uh, it's also the one thing I can't remember is whether or not they charge for banchan. They do not. Okay, cool. Yeah. So that, that passes. And it's that good. The, the yeah. chen was good. They also do like the cheese corn on the mm, side, you know, that's really it. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh what is it? Is it D ninety two? That um, one in
3: downtown Decatur is very yeah, good.
2: Yeah, it's legit. It's a longer
3: Uber ride. It is, but it's you know, but that's the cute area too to check out. You can park and, and eat mm-hmm. there, then walk around. But if, um, if
2: we're if we're looking for walking distance, uh, the the main thing I don't I don't know if you love this sort of stuff, but uh, I think all of us love propagandistic museums. It's one of my favorite things in any yeah. country. And Ooh. you are right next. First off, the aquarium. Awesome. It's great. Hang out there. It's worth it. Um, you are also walking distance from the legendary world of Coca-Cola. Uh, Noel, yeah. Matt, how would you describe the
1: world of Coca-Cola to someone who hasn't visited? It's like a family-friendly um claremont lounge <laughs> wait what <laughs> first of all just, just run right run don't walk right to the
3: claremont Lounge. that's <laughs> oh, an God. institution that's okay i'm gonna think on that one for a minute matt um, <laughs>
2: there are levels to that one well done it's it's sort of like it's a
3: small world at disney or something mm. like that but with soft drinks yeah. it's like yeah. it's like spaceship earth but about the history of coca-cola doesn't it have like Animatronic y things and like moving kind of diorama type stuff. There,
2: there's a lot of old advertising back mm-hmm. in the day. Uh, there was uh, an opportunity you would it got Willy Wonka esque at the end. You walk into this room where there are these uh spectacles of soda fountains shooting little arcs, and then you so get open to, your mouth,
3: it shoots yeah. you right into it. Yeah. <laughs> you get
2: to try every soda that Coca Cola makes, uh, and then of course. The worst one is an Italian digestif named Beverly or something like that. That's Uh, right. Yeah, it's like a war crime for your mouth. Uh, Beverly is terrible, and it's part of the experience. But, uh, Noel, I would say, and you guys check me on this, um, I would say the world of Coca-Cola is like if North Korea was a soda. Mm. that's that's the music got
3: dmz vibes yeah. it's got some yeah it's got some <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> I, I, frankly guys i haven't mm. been there i've been once and it was when i was very little so Dude, I, my memory go. i would love to go with y'all I, it's, it's one of those things like people live in new york and never go to the freaking statue of yeah. Liberty. Really. matt your neighborhood bar is about to close the rusty Stop. nail.
1: Stop. The I, rusty my nails dad, closing. My dad yeah. just texted me. My dad uh-huh. literally just texted oh, me. Yeah. He used to go there. I only know about that place because of you, Matt. Ah, uh, well it it was my favorite bar with like that. You're not sure when you walk in there, like, are these people okay that I might, you know, like who I vote for and how I feel about politics? I don't know. Am I actually going to get tetanus from all these rusty nails? Yeah. You but know? the staff is always amazing there and the food is just, oh, but after 50. We went there 50, once. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah, went there we one
3: all, time. We all, we went all
2: hung out. Mm-hmm.
1: After I, 50 I went years, in one
2: time. I went in one time, 50 years, half a century. It's a shame. And they're closing. Matt, I went, the first time I went in, it was to meet you and uh, some of uh, your old friends. And I saw a guy legitimately playing with a knife.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and they had like a barbecue shaped like a gun outside Mm -hmm. in the front. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're going out Buford Highway way, no. Hop on by the old rusty nail. No, uh, they're not
1: going to hear it. It's already closed. It's Saturday, this Saturday, is as we closed. record, is ah, the God, last. that's
2: that's a quick. So move there. there are also um, there are also some wonderful uh, wonderful comedic venues. You can always catch a show at Dad's Garage in Atlanta, where you can see folks like our various good friends of stuff they don't want you to know perform there regularly. It is improv, but. It is good.
1: It is yeah. good. Yeah. Well, sure. Or my favorite my favorite Korean barbecue place is called the Vortex Bar and Grill. You should oh, head sure. there. Classic, classic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's yeah. definitely an
3: iconic Atlanta location. You might <laughs> they know got it from a mean the giant Kelby, skull. I hear. Yeah. Uh, good black bean soup there. But um, a, a Korean barbecue place I like out on Beaufort Highway is called Iron Age. Um, and they, they play like, you know, K pop videos on these giant projector screens and. It's just good, solid, you know, it's it's very, very good
2: quality stuff. Mm. The high museum is great. That's that's a super hit. Mm-hmm. Um again, it's an Uber ride to be to be clear, uh where where you're at, the aquarium is sort of the big ticket item. Uh however, you are less than uh you're less than a 12 minute uh, Lyft or Uber ride a- away from some really, really cool things. We're very excited to know you guys are visiting. Uh, <laughs> can we say it? No, Matt, can we say it on air? Like. Let us know. Let us know.
3: We, we've met. We've hung out with people before. The local we talk about all the time, uh, which is has been saved, by the way. We thought it was closing because of these developer uh, douchebags, but they apparently scaled down their project. Uh, and that, I think, is some, it's some of the best uh, chicken wings in town. And just a good old bar. They do like a karaoke thing on Monday nights, and, and we, we love the local. Yeah. Um, I think those are good starting places, yeah. Yeah, don't,
1: don't miss Grady Memorial Hospital either. It's a uh, number one <laughs> right. trauma unit, really in fun the on a weekend,
2: <laughs> really fun,
3: really, really popping uh, in the ER on a weekend. Wishing you yeah. the
2: best if you get in a situation. And don't worry, I've been there as well, okay. So, you not get in a situations, Ben. You yeah, say it all you, the time. If you get in a situation, you know. <laughs> Good people watching.
1: (laughs) There's seven people in Atlanta that are loving this right now. And everybody else (laughs) is like,
2: what? (laughs) Um, Places to skip. I would skip Centennial Olympic Park. I know it's walking distance from where you guys are. There's not really a lot of shade. Uh, there's nothing happening there unless there's a big event. If there's a
3: concert or something, you
2: know. And then, yeah. If there's a concert or something, absolutely. Oh, the Civil Rights Museum
3: is right by mm-hmm. the, the world of Amazing. Coke. I haven't yeah. been. I really, it's want, great. once again, I really want to go. And if you're into football, isn't there like a college football hall of fame or something like that down yes. in that area yeah, yeah, as well? Yeah. Uh, so, there's yeah. College
2: Football Hall of Fame. That's like right up the way from the Omni. There's the Apex Museum, which is, um, I think, worth the trip. It depends on whether you guys like museums. Honestly, if we're giving you, we don't do advice, but if we're giving you observations, the trip's for your wife, man. So figure mm-hmm. out what she wants to do and then just do that.
1: If she's into flying, Doc Holliday says the Delta Museum is dope. The Delta
2: Museum I is I didn't know, is know that was a dope. thing. What? It's it's uh, it's it's in Hapeville, which is closer to the airport, further away from the uh, Atlanta metro uh, area. But it is amazing. You can walk through the old planes. You can uh, <laughs> they won't let you fly one uh, in, in case. That sounds awesome. That. They
6: do have a Delta flight simulator that you can do for $400. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Also, ooh, I can see it on air. I've got to connect with the simulator. If you guys, you guys know I'm working on that. You got a SIM wildly. connect, bro? I know. Look me up. Yeah. You want to go? You want to try it no, out? I'm actually taking a real flight tomorrow, so I don't need a simulator.
3: It we says a it, real thing.
1: It, well, that's awesome. But the simulators for one to four people, all of us could go. We, is it, But is it, is it 400 bucks a person?
3: Not if we got a connect, bro. Oh, that's right. Sorry. I forgot about the SIM connect. That sounds. Yeah. Cool.
2: We're all also all going on a real flight as well. I. Right. This is so cool. We love stuff like this. No, I'm so glad that we're we're given some solid wrecks. Uh, and and as you said, Matt, yes, maybe this is only interesting to uh, a a certain number of people or entities. Uh, but but Atlanta is a great town. Uh, there, it's it's strange that it exists at all in the first place. It exists entirely because of railroads, uh, and it is an inland city. Uh, wherein railroads replaced the role of water and navigable waterways, and then airlines replaced the role of railroads. Uh, As a result, very fortunate, uh, there is so much greenery in this city. It is uh, one of the street names of Atlanta is the city in a forest. Uh, So you you will be able to see lovely places like Piedmont Park. It's super cool. Uh, there's always something happening there. Uh, get some get some chicken wings, as you pointed out. Noel, uh, get some Korean barbecue. Please do visit Buford Highway. Ah, uh, Buford Highway is so cool.
3: If you're out that way, check out Lee's Bakery for the pho and uh, banh mi experience. That's mm-hmm. that's hands down the best in town. Probably some of the best you'll have anywhere. But I don't know these are all solid rest. also one thing that i don't know if you guys have noticed this out that way as well and in like champ chambly and mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. Uh, that area there yeah. are a ton of these new kind of japanese lifestyle type stores like sure the, yeah. like, what was a place yeah what were we talking about ben the one that i just went to uh um, we talking about tesco life tesco life it's like a you know shop with like you know they sell like. Body washes and lotions and things like that. But they also sell like blind boxes, and they have like tons of claw machines. And you know, if you're into that kind of stuff, there's tons of fun stuff to be had out there. But I think, I think we've 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 given some solid wrecks. Um, had some chats. Uh, this is a
1: fun email. Thank you, the human being. One last thing, if you want to get weird with it, there's a place that I've only been to one time, but I remember going there. I remember what it was like. It's called the Imperial Fez. It's a weird restaurant what? here in Atlanta. Do you guys what, what, know is this is yeah. Moroccan? Is it Moroccan? It is. They it got is.
0: Love.
2: answers. it's l- a little pricey, but it's, it is. Uh, it's an experience.
1: It's for me. Never I
3: will never forget
2: putting you it know. on the list. I love it. I love it's it. It's cool. I'll take it. Yeah, it's it's dope. Also, Matt, you mentioned Vortex in uh, earlier Korean barbecue joke because you were alluding to the Laughing Skull Lounge, correct? With the
1: stand-up yes, comedy. Yes, with the comedy. Yeah
2: can't wait let us know uh, as a matter of fact I, i'm gonna email you uh <laughs> i'm gonna email you my friend with uh with a list of these recommendations and then noel matt maybe we can uh chime in uh with this stuff but as you can tell you're right noel this i think this made our evening thank you to everyone who takes the time to write in to talk with us to share stories with your fellow conspiracy realist. As we said, by the time you're hearing this, we will have uh, already hopped a plane. We'll be wheels up to Las Vegas and hopefully return safely. Now, um, Matt, you've been to Vegas. Noel, this is going to be your first time. It is. And um, seriously, considering
3: possibly going stag because you can get really cheap uh, or cheaper single seats to go see the Cirque du Soleil Beatles show, Love, which I've just, oh, I've been wanting to see it for so long, but mm-hmm. I'm certainly down for company if you all are into it, but we should talk, talk about that offline, but I'm excited, man. It just seems kind of like a theme park of a, of a town. <laughs> what could be wrong with that?
1: <laughs> Indeed, shout out to Darren Aronofsky, a guy that we are like kind of connected to through work. Uh, he's putting on a show at that sphere place. Like, no way on Instagram, I was watching one of his reels. His team is like editing on that giant screen. Uh, it just looks incredible. So maybe it's we wild. can stop by the sphere and see what they're
2: doing. Also, shout out to uh, Rob Reiner. Interested to learn more about his opinions on the JFK assassination. Oh, shout out to Saturday for another morning. time, right? Saturday morning cartoon. Shout out to you. Shout out to Bro Dude Man, aka Tyler, and shout out to RJ. Shout out to everybody who has tuned in and will tune in in the future. What do you think? What do you recommend in the weirdest parts of? The world Uh, we we cannot wait to hear from you everybody stay safe and most importantly we want you to join the stuff they don't want you to know we try to be easy to find online oh I thought you were gonna say the stuff
3: they don't want you to know army like the kiss army. Or the Sisk army. No. I'm I, I'm off the armies now. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, for good for good reason. They keep spending 100 million dollars on planes and losing them. That um, stealth tech was good? It was good. They did a good job with the tech, just not so much with the, the losing. Uh, you can indeed do those things. Join our army, our militia, our our cult of personality. Uh, you can find us online at the handle conspiracy stuff where we exist on Facebook, uh, YouTube, X, nay Twitter. It sounds like I'm saying Ixnay Twitter, which is also kind of fun. Uh, did you hear that he's going to put the whole thing behind a paywall, and it's just going to absolutely torpedo it? I think he's trying to torpedo it on purpose. It just—it just feels like it. He's got ulterior motives. He's trying. He's—he's mad that he had to buy it, and now he's doing something to like sell it at a loss, like you do with
2: bad stock. I don't know. Uh, he just texted me. I can't say. Anything okay, on fair, enough, fair enough. Fair enough.
3: You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at the Handle Conspiracy Stuff Show.
1: Hey, do you like calling people with your phone? Call one eight three three S 833 std wytk Also, put that number in your phone as a contact in case, what, what do we say? The void reaches back? No, what is it? Sometimes the void calls back. Yeah, that's yeah. it, because it might happen. You'd never, ever know. Uh, it's not ominous, I promise. Hey, uh, when you do call in, give yourself a cool nickname and let us know if we can use your message and voice on the air. Uh, That's all you need to know. Three minutes, say whatever you want. If you got more to say than can fit in that message, why not instead send us a good old-fashioned email?
2: We are conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com.